Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. Well, in our never-ending desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and your work, today we're talking about something that Martha and I see often in married couples as we're working with them, is the struggle in how to make their marriages a priority. That's right. Um... Often, we, when we're talking with couples, they want to do the right thing, but they constantly struggle with how to make their marriage a priority in their lives. And herein lies the battle with uh, their time and their efforts, and, and the strength of their marriage is directly related to that. It is, and I want to read a scripture about that. Before we do, though, I want to welcome a new listener to the show today, Mel. Mel, the dental hygienist from eDental that takes care of Martha's teeth and my teeth. This woman is the only woman in the entire world, the only hygienist ever in my entire life that's gotten me to floss. And that's because... <laughs> oh, no, you're not going to tell. I'm, she says to me two years ago, she says, Jim, do you floss? I say every once in a while. Jim, you need to floss more often. Why is that, Mel? Because I, haven't, I still have all my teeth. I'm almost 50. Why should I do that? Because have you ever smelled your floss, Jim? I'm like, really, Mel? That's disgusting. No, seriously. Have you ever smelled your floss? No. Why? Because it's disgusting. It smells like rotted food between your teeth. That's what's in your mouth. You ever wonder why you have bad breath? So, Mel, thank you for cleaning my teeth today, and thanks for <laughs> tuning in to the I Work For Him show. Maybe we'll have you on someday. All right, so the verse I found for us, Martha, to start our conversation 
And as we're welcoming people, we're talking about why is this hard to make our marriages a priority? Fighting everything the world has to throw at us? If you want to call in and talk about a story about your marriage and why you've struggled to make it a priority, anything you want to share with us, not anything, anything having to do with that, why you struggle to make your marriage a priority, call into the studio line. 855-265-2929. What do you want to say, honey? Well, not just why they struggle with things, but maybe ways they've overcome it or ways they've been able to make it a better priority in their lives. We'd love to hear some suggestions. Oh, so the positive side. Of course. That's what, you know, and that's why God's put us together, honey, because you're always glass half full and sometimes I get stuck glass Well, I want to learn. I don't want to. I I would love to hear where people have come from and where they've gone and what they've struggled with, but also how some of the things that they've been able to implement that have made Uh, it better. It's a great idea. Thanks for fixing me. Okay. I appreciate that. All right. So the scripture verse, 1 Corinthians 7, 27 and 28. This is from the message. I just like the way it read. The master did not give explicit direction regarding virgins, but as one much experienced in the mercy, the master, excuse me, and experienced in the mercy of the master and loyal to him all the way, you can trust my counsel. Because of the current pressures on us from all sides, I think it would probably be best to stay just as you are. Are you married? Stay married. Are you unmarried? Don't get married. But there's certainly no sin in getting married, whether you're a virgin or not. All I'm saying is that when you marry, you take on additional stress in an already stressful time. And I want to spare you, if possible. (laughs) That has so much in it. Oh, my goodness. I just love the way. I love the way. It's Peterson that that did the message Bible, right? Yeah. Eugene Eugene. Peterson. Mm -hmm. I love the way he pulled that out of there. Last night, I pulled a verse out that said coffee. I know. That was oh, great. you were listening? I, of course. That's so nice. I texted in. That's right. You texted in because you wanted the burlap bags. <laughs> okay. So, listen, if you want to call into the studio line today, lines are open. Operators are standing by. If you want to share how you're being successful in keeping your marriage a priority, or if you're looking for some great ideas, call into the studio line, 855-265-2929. All right, honey. So, why? Why, is it, why do you think it's so hard? We struggle. We struggle every day. Okay, so I could be funny for just a moment. And the first thing that came to my mind is... Chocolate? No. Oh. This is kind of out of character for me, but um, life... I mean, just, I was going to say a four-letter word, but life. You should have. <laughs> I know, I chickened out. You're going to just have to let anyway. it loose. One day on the radio, so, you have to let anyway. it loose. Anyway. A four-letter word that's keeping you from keeping your marriage a priority. I think life. life. I think we allow life to just suck us dry and and take all of our time and make us tired and justify all of it in the name of whatever it is we're trying to pursue, and we neglect some of the very important things. Okay, well, that's enough. The show's done for the day. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. No, and I think the things that we have struggled with, you know, we're both entrepreneurial at heart. Now, you're right now working for somebody else as you run Karis Christian Books and Gifts, but you still treat it as if it's your own business. Yeah. You know, we both are overachievers. We're both retentive. So we like to do things in complete detail. And uh, we, really, uh, we really enjoy working. So yeah. we work is something that has constantly kept us stressed, challenging our marriage. We don't. We don't. Have, we've never had eight to five jobs. Never. No. 
Really? We never have. No, there was one time. What is that like? If somebody like, actually works an eight to five job, they go in at eight, they leave at five with no stress, they go home and they never think about their job, call into the studio line, tell me what it is, I'm going to apply for the job There tomorrow. was one time when I had a job like that when we lived in New Hampshire, but I was going to college full time. Oh, yeah. So my job was... I was in and I was out and I had lunch the same time every day. I was working for that big insurance company and it was a big smoky room. It was because back then everybody could smoke inside. So they literally sat at their desk with their typewriters in a smoke filled room. It's crazy to even think about that now. But that was a maybe very... Maybe that's why your lungs are so bad. A very structured job as far as maybe timing. Maybe talk to somebody about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... I was going to college full-time, too. So even though... We've never, ever really relaxed. But the good news is we have always been very good about going on vacation, but it seems like because we run so hard, it takes two or three days of vacation before we actually start to relax. Mm -hmm. And then our kids don't always enjoy those kinds of vacations. No, they don't want to just veg. We did that one time in 2006. We took the kids to the mountains. Why are we going to the mountains, Dad? Oh, I thought it would be cool. We can hike around. We'll just relax. It'll be great. Yeah, after about 27 minutes of relaxing, they'd had enough. (laughs) But what we really want to talk about today is in the midst of that, in the midst of life, in the midst of being busy. Raising children, doing jobs, cooking, cleaning, having a household, getting car repairs, doing all that stuff. Going to the dentist. Going to the dentist. In the midst of all of that, how do we make our marriage marriages a priority and make sure that they're strong and growing? All right. So what are some of the things in our lives that we consider important? This is, this is Martha and I put together a list. Actually, Martha put the list together, but I'm going to claim some of it because I agree with her. All right. So some of the things that get in the way of us keeping our marriages a priority, a priority. Or things that just have to be a priority. Another four-letter word. Mm-hmm. Work. Work. We're really good at that. Mm-hmm. We're good at working? We're good at working. <laughs> okay. We probably could use some counseling. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but in the midst of it, we have, we, we've been, you know, we have found the things that help us. And that's what we're here to talk about. It's just... So maybe this is a counseling session for all of us. Maybe. Hmm. I mean, if we can get a counselor to call anything, Martha needs a little help today. <laughs> all right. So work. Family. Mm-hmm. Both family is a priority. I mean, whether it is a you're priority. raising little kids or taking care of parents, um, family is a big part of our of your life, and juggling that and, and making sure that that is prioritized properly. And we've done shows where we've talked about the God ordained order of priority, but there's there are a lot of things that require our time. Family does get in the way of marriages, in a positive way sometimes. Kids' activities can absolutely be a negative thing, but homework. Homework. <laughs> yeah, Remember you know those when we days were, of sitting around the table. Yeah, but when I was in fifth grade, I didn't have as much homework as our kids. In fifth grade, holy smokes, our kids were oh. bombarded with homework. Yep, they can still remember Sarah whining at the table like I got so much homework. Yep, it was the time to learn new study now. habits. That's for sure. All right, so what else? What else is a priority? Um, what else competes or causes us to keep us from keeping marriage a priority? What? Oh, that wasn't what we were saying. Well, okay. yeah. What's important? These are important Just things listening. that actually get in the way. Okay. Um, money is important. Money, 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 money. Goes along money! with work. Usually when you work, you get paid. Usually. Yep. I've had a couple of years but where being, I've worked, never got paid. Being able to pay your bills. and it's nice. And buy groceries and things like that. Um, that's a priority, but money can also be a huge distraction. 
and it can be too much of a priority. Is the money the distraction or the garbage that you buy with the money the distraction? Yep. You think it's both? Sure. Why? Um, because mm, for a lot of people, just n- enough isn't enough. So it's really well, not just necessarily need a little about, more. Yep. Sometimes it's it's the money in the bank, not the money that they spend on toys. You know, it's different for everybody. But um, having a good balance of how you earn your money and what you do with it. You you well, one of the best verses, of course, that uh, it's impacted my life. I don't know how it, well, it impacted your life because it impacted my life was Philippians four eleven through thirteen when we talked about contentment mm-hmm. and learning to be content. You know, we lived in a big household in the in the suburbs of Minneapolis. We were living the high life. We had four car heated garage with surround sound and recessed lights. It was unbelievable. Custom cabinets. Yeah, we sold that house because that was stupid. We bought a house for half the price. <laughs> yeah, that was. Anyway, hey, so, in Florida, you don't need a heated garage. No, you don't. You need an air conditioned garage. <laughs> this is true. Absolutely, Chris. But even today, it's ridiculous that you need to air conditioning in April. All right, so health. Health could sometimes get in the way because if you're not healthy, then you're focused on the unhealthiness instead of on your marriage. But it's important to take care of yourself. Right, because that also helps your marriage. And floss. Floss. Like Do you floss? Um, don't more? be pointing a finger at me because no, you don't. I was. I bet that's a good I, thing. You, I bet I floss more than you. I didn't say you didn't. You have like impenetrable teeth. They're very tight. It's very hard to floss in between them. And for the it. garbage to get between them, I do floss more right before I go in for cleaning. Because Mel's scary. No. <laughs> no. She's very sweet. She is. She just really she's, grossed me out that gross. day. She's mm. wonderful. She's All great. Right. Spiritual thing. How can... Well, when you wrote this list out, what, what was your point behind this list? Because I'm trying to understand it. What is it. What are the important things in our life we're supposed to spend time on? I wasn't saying... That's why I was saying... I wasn't saying what gets in the way of our marriage. All the important things that well, but we I like that point. To, the next it, one, yes. The next one you put on there was spiritual. Right. The important things we need to incorporate in our day. Spiritual aspect of our day. You didn't put that in that list. Okay, but but I agree with because I think it's a it's a positive thing because you've helped us institute praying in the morning. Mm-hmm. We've been praying at night for since we got married, mm-hmm. and. But sometimes since we were dating. Since we were dating. Mm-hmm. That's right. Of course, my parents said, no, you weren't. I always said, we were praying. Yeah, right. Well, we were kissing and praying. That's what we were doing at the end of our dates. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but spiritual sometimes can get in the way. Not the positive spiritual, but a lot of times people get caught up in quote unquote spiritual activities and it pulls them away mm-hmm. from their marriage. They over volunteer. Well, and that was my next point is volunteer work. Because it is important to give back to the community, to help out at church, to serve the body. But again, um, you can do it too much to the detriment of your own family. And so all of marriage. these things are positive and negative things. Yes, that, yeah. That was your point? Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good list. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so friendships. Yeah, again, friendships are very important. It's important to have fellowship, koinonia. Um, but again, you can spend too much time with other people and, and not even know how to sit it across the table from each other and just have a conversation between or the two you, of you. Or you can not get enough time with people because you're constantly working. Like us. Sure. Sure. That's one of our goals Boy, for 2015. you're really transparent. Thanks, honey. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of the things we're working on for 2015. We are determined to actually be more social. Get out of the cave a little more. There you go. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. All right. So friendships are very good, but sometimes, you know, I, I, we totally re- unrecommend 
So we don't recommend that wives had have a bunch of separate friends and guys have a bunch husbands have a bunch of separate friends. We recommend that you have lots of couple friends so that you can learn from each other. Ivan, I'm ignoring you. We're going all the way here. <laughs> we're not uh, taking a break. We're not taking a break. <laughs> we're having too much fun, Ivan, apparently. That's right. So but but that couple friends. So and let you, me let me correct that. Not a lot. No. Because you can't you have said, a lot. You said a lot. Um just a few that you can enjoy each other's company with that hold each other accountable that have similar um, life goals and similar spiritual priorities but you can also you it's important to have friends that don't have those same priorities as well to encourage All right, when we come back we're going to talk about house and hobbies i'm not sure where you're taking that okay. one hi martha we're talking today about why is it so hard to make our marriages a priority and i think one of the big things you, you put work is like at the number one those are good things things that we have to do but it also is one of those things that competes. Yes. But at the bottom of the list, before we do our book highlight segment, you also had house and hobbies. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it, important things in our life is taking care of the home that we have spent our hard-earned money to purchase or to rent, whatever the case might be, and also um, the ability to have a hobby. Both of those are, are things that can be important in our lives, but again, being careful not to overemphasize them to the extent of uh, it taken away from your marriage. I think people can get very consumed, especially by hobbies, that they they lose perspective on what's really important. Unless they do those hobbies together, and then sure. they can lose perspective together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they can over-hobby and then run out of money. Okay. All right, listen, it's time to do our book highlight segment, of course, brought to you by... Kara's Christian Books and Gifts. Kara's Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for 30 years, founded with the desire to get Bibles into the hands of the new believer. The ministry continues now stronger than ever. Located conveniently in the center of... The First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Olmerton Road in Largo. Their 2,100-square-foot store... 24. <laughs> 24. I just check <laughs> just if you're listening. 2,400-square-foot <laughs> store is open to the public tomorrow. And every other day of the week. And every other tomorrow that you have. That's right. <laughs> Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shop. C-H-A-R-I-S dot com. Sleeping at the wheel. Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Shop local and spread the word. That's right. The word. Capital W. Yes. Be the first person to call into the studio line. At 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929, and we'll send you a gift card to Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Martha, highlight the marriage section. Yeah, I just thought that it would be kind of fun to just talk through. There are so many books on marriage, starting with singleness and then talking about marriage and building your relationship, whether it's through devotions or how-to books or um things based on scripture that all help you draw closer together as a couple and even for those that have gone through divorce and been hurt and need to rebuild their understanding of a healthy relationship there's books for everybody you got books for everything and i've read like 50 of them maybe 60 of them there's some really good stuff out there can i tell you something funny you can apparently a customer Quickly. came in customer came in yesterday and asked if we sell books <laughs> i don't know just saying <laughs> well you know you need to remember you got to read a lot more books and don't wait for the movie we're not gonna do the song today because it's already time for me to go for our break honey okay we went too long we're talkative today yeah you are you- i mean oh we are okay together 
Go. All right. So, so far, we've just talked about a lot of things in our life that are incredibly important. They compete. That Well, they all compete, yes, with each other for our time. So as we're talking about how to make our marriages a better priority, I was thinking about this conflict that we often have in our lives. Where Us? We, between you and me? No, um, metaphorically. Oh, okay. <laughs> Us. us. The people that are listening. The colloquial the married, us. The married couples, the people in relationships out there that, that are struggling with how to make that relationship a priority. Um, sometimes when people are trying to develop a hobby, they will sign up for a class to learn how to do something better. And before you know it, they are completely in engulfed in that hobby say it's cake decorating and you're taking classes and of course the one side benefit is your home practicing decorating cakes and then the family gets to enjoy those cakes but my example is just that you can get all consumed and you invest a lot financially in the tools and the supplies and time and classes you mean like scrapbooking scrapbooking is a great example or stamping Rubber stamping is a great example. <laughs> How about car collecting? <laughs> car collecting was way more expensive than yes. any of your arts and crafts things. And I think one thing that a lot of people really resonate with is the idea of going to the gym and working out. And I and so these ideas of these things that can can become obsessive and then all of your life is about improving that thing or spending your extra money on the supplies for that hobby. And that's, we expect to get better at it. All right, so what you, let me just clarify what you're saying. And first of all, just for the record, though, there's no car in storage. Okay. Well, I may have done car collecting, but there's none in storage. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ivan. I totally lost I'm that. I'm not following you. Maybe nobody else is either. We no longer have any extra cars. Is that what you're saying? Right. Okay. But we still have all those extra craft things. Not oh, all of them. No, 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 no. No, I know we've cleaned out we thousands and thousands of dollars. That's good. Away most good. of that last car. All right. So I just want to, for the record, oh, I did waste a lot of money yes. buying and selling cars, but we don't have any Not of them left. Big ones, but little ones. We, we, we still have all the little ones. We do. You never throw away the okay. matchboxes. All right. So, so anyway, but what you're saying though is that a lot of people are willing to spend a lot of money to get a gym membership or to to, to take a class, and when they take that, they expect to actually go use that stuff mm-hmm. because it's going to make them better at whatever they wanted it to be. Yes. However, however, when we get married, we don't we just expect it. To well, we, we do all the work happen. up front. Yes. All and the groundwork we, up front and then when you get married, we just expect it to continue to grow and be great and really not spend any time or energy or money investing in it. And so it, it's a real culture Problem Because, in fact, when people do say, hey, I'm going to go on a marriage conference, I'm going to go to a marriage retreat, or I'm going to go to a marriage counselor. Like or we, a cruiser way to a marriage retreat. Yeah. But we learned last week from Leslie Miller when she was here that um, you know she has couples that come to them just two or three times just to work on some things to strengthen their marriage, to take it to the next level. But most people look on that and are like, well, what's wrong with your marriage? Why are you, you know, going to a marriage that? counselor? Why are you right. going to a counselor? Instead of looking at it as, wow, that's a really proactive thing to do. And a lot of people just think because the sex is good that the marriage is going to be great. And that's so, that, I mean, that you know, I had somebody tell me today, this is the line I've heard so many times. Well, we just grew apart. Yeah. Yeah, but that's but because that, it takes work. It does. It doesn't just happen. Although you love each other, you've made the commitment, you need to invest in that just 
way more than you would invest in a cake decorating class or anything else. Why? Because a marriage can last a lifetime. A marriage can, I mean, literally, we've been, we've known each other for the large, 75% of our lives, we've known each other. Yeah. Then you were like 10 and I was, you know, younger than that. Uh, So, but really, when you look at it, we, we, a marriage has the possibility of being a blessing every day for a lifetime. Yes. As long as you work it. It's like, do you expect your cow to keep producing milk? Well, you have to feed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you want your marriage to keep producing a blessing, you got to feed it. Mm-hmm. Because if you stop feeding the cow, it will eventually die. Yes. And if you stop feeding your marriage, it will eventually die. Yes. And that's the, that's the unfortunate part is people just gotten lazy in marriage. Yeah. So we really just need Because it gets a little difficult. Well, it does. And, and What are you saying? You need to be have the strength of the relationship. So I thought that you were when saying it, it was difficult. difficult. So when it is difficult or you're having a tough day, you've got the tools to be able to work through that. Have I ever been difficult at home? <laughs> I will not tell a lie. <laughs> <laughs> So you're not going to say anything? Okay. All right. So, but the point is that a lot of people take the marriage commitment a little casually and then they, a little casually, I'm being extraordinarily sarcastic, Mm -hmm. but then we wonder why our marriages get weak or weaker. They start off on a weak footing when you walk down the aisle and they get weaker because there's no investment, but a little bit of investment can, by making our marriages a priority makes a huge difference in our lives. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's made a difference in our lives. I mean, our job situations have never been totally steady, awesomely steady. We've had lots of ups and downs job-wise in the last 30 years, but our marriage has been awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's been awesome. Do you think it's been awesome? Yes, but it's not been without work. And I think that's the point. Of Do you see how whole- fast she puts that in there? No. I just Yes, it's been okay. awesome, but it hasn't been without a lot of work. I understand. Anybody I know who, who I am. Knows me no, knows. anybody who knows me knows why you had put a lot of work. But that the emphasis of what we're trying to say, number one, we are not perfect. We have made a lot of mistakes. No, that's how we can help we've people because we've messed up. We've had hardships. But I believe that because we've been taught tools, we've taught, you know, we've learned how to invest and we've learned how to communicate about them, that we are able to weather those things. And that's why, we, you know, when it, in First Corinthians 7, 27 and 28, which is what you read earlier. Which, it is what I read. And I didn't know you were going to do that when I put this in my notes. But it, it says, um, those who marry will face many troubles in this life. So and that was written by a single guy. <laughs> it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't a maybe, if kind of, sort of. But it's you're you're gonna. So being having the strength, having the tools in order to be able to handle those storms are really important. And so, that's what we want to talk about. Well, and and really, what we're trying to do is give you an idea. Just you know, we can't emphasize enough. You need to invest in your marriage. In fact, let's just say it three times: invest in your marriage. Invest in your marriage. <laughs> Invest. You're supposed to say it with me. Oh, sorry. Invest in your marriage. Invest in your marriage. Invest in your marriage. That's right. You wouldn't imagine opening up a 401k and never putting a dime into it. That's stupid. You wouldn't imagine buying a new car and never putting fuel in it. That's stupid. You never imagine buying a house and never moving in because that's stupid. Why would you get married and not invest in it and make it everything it could be? Those were really good analogies. And those were just right off the top of my head. No, that was awesome. You would never buy a box of Easter peeps and not eat them. That's stupid. Well, some people might not eat them. No, but you would never buy a 
chocolate Easter bunny. And not eat the ears off and first. Not eat the ears off first. But your mother, your mother said something about Peeps over Easter weekend. Oh, it? it was a it was on Facebook, and it was a picture of all these different colored Peeps, and it said something like, uh, "People may hate me, but I'm going to admit it that I don't really like them," or something like that. Because that's I, almost you, like either, sacrilege. You okay. either love them or you don't, and that's the bottom line. No, you either love them or you give them to your friends. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay, so let's give some positive examples on how to keep our marriage as a priority. I think one of the biggest keys, and the Martha and I are going to talk about this over the next ten Tuesdays. We're going to walk you through the mentoring program that we take. Many We've taken many couples through. In fact, we're working with several different couples right now, but we take them through and we're just marriage mentoring is not for couples that are in trouble. It's for couples that want to enrich their marriages. And we're trying to enrich how they solve conflict when they come up on conflict, but how they can also just learn to communicate when there's just things bugging them that maybe it's not even a conflict. Right. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Sorry. I was kind of stuck on the fact that we know for the next 10 weeks what we're going to talk about. Isn't it nice? That's pretty amazing. Hopefully people will still listen and learn because remember, one of the biggest things, the reason we talk about marriage on Tuesdays is because what we do in our marriage and, and how it's going directly affects how we are at work and how our workplace is going directly affects our marriage when we bring it home at night. And so that's what we important. talk about. It is. That's, that's what, what we, we talk about. Because about. listen, if your marriage is a little rocky, your work life's going to be a little rocky. Mm-hmm. It's usually exponentially so. And if your work life's a little rocky, it's definitely going to affect your marriage. So I mean, it's... It's just one of those things. When I drove almost every day to Orlando for four and a half years, I mean, it impacted our family and our marriage. It did. Because I was exhausted all the time. Mm. And it just was, and our kids were starving to death by the time I got home from work. (laughs) They're still talking about it now. And they're a little bitter, I think. All right. So Ephesians, you know, you start talking about some of the things we need to incorporate in order to make our marriages awesome is we have to be willing to speak truth and accept truth. Mm. You know, in our marriages, you've got two human beings Mm -hmm. and they're both screwed up. And, uh, well, honey, you're not really, but okay, but I am. And so we have issues, and in order to, sometimes we just need to point those issues out. Yes. Sometimes we need to bring them up to the other person, and um, being able to do that in love is the key. Um, in well, so as opposed, as opposed to what I did last night. It wasn't in love. What'd you do? Well, it was in love, but I was giving you a hard time. Because whenever you send me the pantry to find something, and I can, or, the kit, or the refrigerator, and I can't find it, and you're like, did you move anything? <laughs> like, of That's course I moved things. normal MO. Yeah. Well, you know, stuff is hidden, like the Cool Whip this morning for the waffles. It was hidden. By the way, that was sugar-free Cool Whip. I know. That was an accident. That was really I don't gross. normally buy sugar-free stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. But, so, I sent Martha up to find a book. She didn't move anything. That's what he assumed. That but, was that was the assumption. Oh, so that's what was bad? Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I looked really hard, and I still didn't find it because I didn't know where you put it. I'm so. sorry. I love you. I know you do. I really do. Thank you. All right. So what, what were you going to... You were getting ready to read the scripture and interrupted you. Well, it, just in Ephesians 4.15, it talks about speaking the truth in love. And um, a lot of people tend to get stuck on the first part of that verse, speaking the truth. But it, we need to do it in love. We need to really make sure that it's going to be well-received. Recognizing the fact that when you're speaking truth about somebody else's faults, the ones you've got of your own are plenty enough to focus on yourself. You don't need to worry about everybody else's mm-hmm. screw-ups. And that's really one of the biggest things we always tell people. Listen, if you're going to invest in your marriage, the best thing you can ever do to invest in your spouse is to invest in your personal walk with the Lord. 
That's what transforms marriages. A husband and wife that are willing to absolutely invest deeply in their spiritual walk. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, the little things that you think you need to bring up and speak the truth about probably don't really little things. They are really little things and really don't matter. Um, You've just got an attitude adjustment more than likely that, you know, the person who's noticing those items needs to deal with. Is there something specifically you're trying to talk about? No. Not today? Not, no. Not right now? (laughs) No. Okay. All right. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the Dare to be Different Marriage Mentoring Program. And and we're not going to focus on the steps tonight, but we're going to just talk about what it's all about. Because listen, if you're going to a church here in Tampa Bay, we can get this mentoring program set up in your church. Mm Mm-hmm. For very little investment, we got the the missionary that that runs this ministry, this Dare to be Different Marriage Mentoring is in thousands of churches across America, and we can get your church set up for a few hundred dollars investment. So uh, you got to listen in and find out. That's why we're doing it, because marriage mentoring should happen in every church. Older couples should be mentoring younger couples across Tampa Bay so we can Mm -hmm. save marriages, save children, and save our country. As we do each and every Tuesday, I am joined by my incredible wife, Martha Brangenberg. Incredible, wonderful, super fantastic. So many describing words. It's unbelievable. What a privilege it is I, to I was, serve by your side. Aw, you're so sweet. I was trying to think of all the, the hobbies that we just listed. I'm a, I used to scrapbook. I used to... I never took cake decorating classes, though. No, that's because if you cooked any more stinking cakes, I'd weigh 400 pounds. <laughs> but wouldn't what, it be nice if they were pretty? Yeah, you could roll me in and out the door. <laughs> Unbelievable. For the, for the record, when Martha and I got married, I weighed 140. I weigh 225 today because she doesn't know how to not bake. She's incredible. She is the best baker. She can also cook really good. Not only, as my grandmother says, she's a good cooker and a good looker, and she can bake really good, too. So... I am way overweight. Although uh, I never learned how to make Nana's sponge cake. No, that's okay. We'll you have, talk about you've it. got plenty of other mm-hmm. issues that you've caused for me. Oh, okay. And you can't make donuts either, and I'm glad for <laughs> that's that. A good thing. All right, so listen, I want to thank Clearwater Christian College for their uh, for talking about their upcoming Cougar Golf Classic at West Chase Golf Club right here on the I Work Frame Show. Listen, if you love Christian education, We have an incredible Christian college right here in Tampa Bay, and it's called Clearwater Christian College. Mm -hmm. Every student that graduates from there understands how to apply the scriptures, the biblical worldview to each and every job that they're graduating to fulfill. So in other words, it doesn't matter whether they're going to be an English major or a missionary. They understand how the scripture applies to each and every one of their lives. And you don't have to go play golf on April 17th, but if you want to, go on to clearwater.edu and sign up right now and tell them that Jim sent you to do it. But listen, if you really love students, write them a check for 1000 bucks or 10000 bucks or 100000 bucks. These kids, all of the money raised to the Cougar Golf Classic goes towards scholarships for students for next year's school year 2015-2016. All right. Martha and I are talking today. Why is it so hard to make our marriages a priority? We didn't have anybody call in today, but every Tuesday show, at least for the next quarter, is going to be a call-in show. So if you've got marriage questions, marriage suggestions, things that you want to hear us talk about, email us, jim at iworkforhim.com or... Martha at iworkforhim.com. And that's the number four. All right. In the final segment, Martha, we wanted to talk a little bit about the mentoring method. 
Yeah. And, you know, before we start that, I was thinking about this because we've mentioned this mentoring method before. A couple of times. um, And talked about it a little bit. And um, what it keeps resonating in my head right now is that for he who or she who has ears, let them hear. And I just pray that somebody today is hearing this and saying, you know what, this is something I want to do for my marriage. I want me and my husband, my me and my wife, we want to invest or my fiance, we want to get started on the right foot. This is an excellent, excellent process to go through if you're engaged. And I mean, what better way to start a marriage than to already have worked through how should we communicate about these things and everything. So I just, I'm just really praying that somebody will hear this and it will resonate with them and they'll be able to move forward in, in starting the process. It's powerful. And there's lots of churches across Tampa Bay that already have this program, but there's thousands of churches and it's not in every church. It's maybe in five churches in Tampa Bay. And we'd love to help spread that. That's right. It's a, it's a piece of cake. Uh, this organization that puts this stuff out it is it's top notch material and it's designed for non-trained couples. I mean, you get eight hours trained, but you don't have to be counseling trained or pastorally tra- lay, trained. Lay ministry. Run. That's right. Yep. Uh, so let's. What's the process look like? Well, the process is that um, both parties in a relationship need to agree that they want to go through it. This is not for just a wife or just a husband or just right. somebody to do alone. Because the whole idea is to get together with another couple and to be able to learn some tools. So the first thing they do is they sign up, and the first time that they are partnered with a, a mentor. Mentor, mentor, mentor couple. couple. <laughs> they take a survey. Big test. It's not a test. 135 to 175 questions. Yes, and it and it goes pretty quickly, but it asks a lot of questions that just help. Um, they all get put into a diagnostic, and basically, you use the word extracts your strengths and weaknesses, and and um, that's I a, did you. Well, no, they did, I guess. I grabbed this <laughs> off of there. Like, you didn't say that. I don't think so. They said it extracts the information. But I would say it more like, <laughs> gets them out. No, because this was all designed by an engineer. Did you so record that? Because so I mean, you're going to be using that in the future. There's no randomness about this. No, this, this, is, this is Yes, it is. Um, but basically, they take that survey, and then it tells the mentor couple what needs to be focused on. Do they have problems where they disagree on their hobbies or their how they spend their time with their friends or parenting? And then we know as a mentor couple what to address and where to start. And then the whole process is laid out for us to help walk the couple through solving um, conflicts. Yeah, the cool part about this process, the Dare to be Different mentoring process, is that it is one mentoring couple working with a mentee couple, and it's de- relationship developing, and it's challenging, and it's really working solid on your on your marriage, and it's really cool. But you can find out more about this next Tuesday on the I Work For Him show as Martha and I talk about communication and conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, and Ivan keeps telling me I'm running out of time, listen, we're looking for a thousand people in Tampa Bay. Is anybody out there listening? Hello? Hello? (laughs) Is anybody listening? I've only gotten three responses to people on our website that, hey, I want to be part of the I Work For Him Nation. I want to make the commitment in front of my Lord and a million people in Tampa Bay, four million people in Tampa Bay, that I want to start praying for my coworkers and employees. I want to start serving the people in my workplace. I want to be an example of Christ in my workplace. I want to be the best and brightest example of an employee in my position in my workplace. I want to be part of the I Work For Him Nation. 
information. So I'm going to contact you, Jim Brangenberg. I'm going to get on your website, iWorkForHim.com, and press contact us and let us know. That's what we're looking for. Or find us on Facebook. Yes. Just search for I Work For Him. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.